for the equaliser, and it's a beautifully sculpted score for is won by Armand Carline O'Hanlon, the right person in the right seat. Only for point number 10. Hello and welcome back to the Sideline Eye podcast. We're here for another review show and we're looking back at the ladies and the hurling uh, wins from the weekend. This podcast is brought to you in association with the Kiever's Teamwear, proud suppliers of all Armagh GA merchandise. So I'm delighted to have Kiever Morgan back on the show today and we're going to talk about Armagh's big win over Tyrone at the weekend. And then I'm going to hear later on from Armagh Hurler of the Year from last season, Danny McGee, and he's going to talk us through Armagh's victory over Monaghan from um, Sunday as well. So Kiva, to start, um, a big win for Armagh, 5-9 to 1-10. Um, pretty impressive for the first game of the year. Yeah, look, it was very impressive from their point of view. And I suppose, um, you know, like within the first minute and a couple of seconds, you know, they had a goal on the board and um, worked really hard to win that throw up. Um, Neve did very well to get it into Armagh hands, I suppose, when Tyrone really were on the up, you know, in terms of winning that uh, throw up. And it was just quick, quick bang football. You know, they were sharp. They reacted really quickly. And I suppose maybe a set play they're kind of working on. Um, but look, in terms of an overall performance arm, I'll be very happy with it. They were very clinical on goal. Um, you know, obviously things that they've been working on and different, lots of different goal scorers there, which is really promising as well. Um, overall, you know, there's still things that they can work on. And I suppose that's good because it's the first match out. And, you know, you're not, you don't want to be the finished article at this stage. Um, but, you know... They were confident. They were quite slick at times, played lovely off the shoulder football and um, good running pace and they looked very fit. Well, we spoke last week, Kiva, about the need for Armad to push on and hopefully get promotion this year. Um, obviously, they have two games left. They've um, Calvin, I think, coming up this weekend and then Monaghan in round three. But this was a perfect start to get them up and going, get a couple of points on the board and hopefully push on for promotion now over the next two games. Yeah, look, you know, it's all well and good us sitting back and saying, you know, Armagh will probably annihilate Tyrone. But, you know, you have a bit of nerves there. You don't know how things are going to go. Things as well, you know, wanting to perform at their best and probably reach, reach the expectations of everybody. Um, but they are in a good position. You know, Monaghan played Calvin there and you know, Monaghan sneaked it by a late point, um, which would have shocked Calvin. Uh, but Armagh will have to be really on their guard because Calvin will be a real wounded dog here. And they wouldn't have expected Monaghan. I wouldn't have expected Monaghan to probably be as good as what they were against them. Not sure what the quality of the game was like. Um, but, you know, Calvin have the ability there. They have good players. And I, I, I know they would be Armagh's toughest test in this section. So, you know, Armagh will have to up their game again a little bit because, you know, yesterday I talked before about, you know, being dragged down sometimes to other teams' levels. And the only thing I would say, you know, the structure sometimes for Armagh went a bit wayward. You know, maybe people were looking to get on the score sheet or were pushing up a wee bit too much sometimes. And you'd have to be more disciplined against Calvin next weekend, I would think. On the five goals, Kiva, not surprising that Armagh got five goals because they're such a great forward line. Um, and literally anybody in that forward line could score. But five different goal scores is probably what was the impressive thing. Um, I think it was Aoife McCoy, 
Catherine Marley, Amy Mackin, Blahine as well. And I'm not sure who got the fifth one. Neve Real. Yeah, you have your homework Neve done. Real. <laughs> yeah. So five different score, goal scorers is really impressive. Like, Yeah, look, for any team playing against that opposition, it's very, very difficult. You know, you can't just say, and I will just mark Amy Mackin out of it. You know, the creativity that Armagh have and, you know, that license to be able to let people have the confidence to score. You know, a lot of teams shut people down and say, you know, you can't go past this line, you can't do this, that and the other. And I think it's really important to have a plan and a system, but also let creativity shine. You know, these girls are county footballers. They know the right thing to do at the right time. And, you know, it's great there. Great for the likes of Neve Real because she'd been in and out maybe last year. So she'll get a wee bit of confidence out of that. You know, good to see that Catherine can do the defending and the attacking as well. She'll take confidence out of that. You know, Amy's penalty was first class, you know, really, really good as it would be. Um, and it's lovely to see Aoife McCoy get on the board there again as well. You know, I know she'd had a wee niggle and injury and, you know, she's such a fantastic player, such a direct runner um, and so hard to stop. And I suppose what makes it all the more impressive is when you go through the team and you realise Kelly Mullen and Caroline O'Holland weren't playing. So I suppose the squad depth that Arma have particularly in that forward line, probably when you're missing, you know, two of your best players and two of the best players there has been for the last decade or whatever for Armagh, you know, it, it's, it shows the squad depth and the quality that Armagh now have in their team. Yeah, look, I suppose that's something the management have been building over the last maybe two, three years. Armagh needed more depth in their squad. They needed young ones to step up as well and make the commitment to Armagh football. And those girls have done that. And it's great to see that they got their just reward yesterday, you know, a lot, a lot of people came on in the second half. You know, I think all the subs got a run out, um, which was really, really good to see. And then, as you say, you know, I, I would love to have the likes of Caroline O'Hanlon, Kelly Mallon, Alex Clark at my disposal still to come into that squad. You know, that is so much depth, so much competition. Uh, you know, and if I was, you know, a, t- a management of an opposing team looking at that, I'd be saying, gosh, you know, that's a very, very difficult opposition when they have so much strength and depth. And all the, the substitutes, I suppose, the game was probably over at half time. It was over maybe after a couple of minutes when Armagh got the two early goals. You knew how the game was going to turn out. It was going to be hard to see Armagh getting uh, getting pegged back after getting such a good start. But getting that lead, is it, you spoke about it last week, and I think you, you sort of touched on it there the day again, Kiva, about the level of competition maybe and you know Armagh being ahead of Tyrone at this stage um, of their development. And um, when you're so far ahead at half time, it, it just, you know, it's it's maybe not a good thing. It's class to get the win and to get the points, but in terms of competition and for what they're going to face down the line and, and in the weeks to come, it's maybe not the best thing. Look, you know, probably not. But I mean, you always have to keep focusing on the positives. You know, where our mass concerned, you know, they'll take out of it that, you know, that was a 5 9 to 1 10 win, you know, clinical on the goals, really, really good from that point of view, where sometimes our may not have scored as many goals, you know. Um, you know, struggled to get in that, you know, close and be as clinical. So from that point of view, yes, really good. Um, you know, there were bits and pieces of Armagh's play, you know, that Jerome were able to break them down on. Um, you know, silly um, last passes from, from Armagh, maybe a wee bit of overconfidence there. You know, Tyrone will take heart out of it. You know, they, they weren't, and I don't mean this in, in, a, in a derogatory way, they weren't as poor as I thought they would have been. Uh, there were some really good passages of play from them. They worked really, really hard. Um, you know, there's young girls there that are really, you know, fighting for a position there. And, you know, the likes of Neve um, O'Neill as captain did stand up and did lead. And Neve Hughes, you know, brought a lot of problems to the Arma, you know, squad at times. 
Um, so they have things to work on and it wouldn't be so disheartened from their point of view. Um, but yes, it's, it's hard for Armagh, you know, like they were on, brought on a, basically a, a different team, you know, at half time. And if you look at the scores, you know, both teams scored 1-4 in the second half. So, you know, a lot of disruption sometimes isn't good. But then, you know, I'm calling for the fact that you need to be putting on these subs because when it comes to bigger days and you need these people, they need to be able to say, well, look, I played on the big stage and I know what to do. So, like, you just have to take the positives out of it for, for your own team. You know, Tyrone will be looking at positives, things they can approve on, and so will Armagh as well. Yeah, I suppose that's the thing, Kiva, about putting everybody on then in, in that second half. You're building confidence and you're getting, you know, there's going to be competition competition for places there amongst the team now and girls maybe that, you know, have been on the fringes. Getting game time can only boost their confidence and they'll go into training maybe this week with spring and their staff and it just maybe lifts the competition for places and things in the team as well. Yeah, definitely. Like there's nothing worse than, you know, training really hard and putting in lots of effort and never getting a chance to show what you're doing. And it's all right at training, you know, playing in house games, but you really want to play against opposition and, you know, show that you can, you know, work the game plan that Armagh's playing. You know, they, they, they worked a really, really high press on Tyrone's kick out, which was fantastic to see. And they, they got a lot of people back behind the ball, which you could see that a really good level of fitness. So in terms of, you know, positions, you need a lot of people to be able to play a lot of positions there and you need a lot of people to be able to come in and do a job for you because that running game that Armagh are playing, you know, you couldn't keep the same 15 on the pitch for the whole time. So you need to be blooding in these young people and they need to be able to know what role that they can do and do a variety of things for Armagh. Unfortunately, I wasn't at the game, but um, I've seen a few pictures and stuff. There seemed to be a big crowd um, in Wolftones and the uh, obviously the home crowd is a good help for Armagh and hopefully it'll be the same again this weekend. I think the game's in the athletic grounds on yeah. Sunday. So another big crowd hopefully expected. I think, you know, the couple of years that we've had, Sean, everybody's really happy to be out and um, to be going to matches, to be able to get there, you know, not having to maybe watch it on the TV, although the, the availability is there, which is also great to see. Um, yeah, there was a really, really great buzz. It's lovely to have a home venue, especially for your first league match. And then that will be an added bonus for our man next weekend playing in the athletic grounds. They love playing there. Um, you know, and there's always a really great atmosphere. So it was lovely because it was lots of family members out watching, you know, their girls on the pitch. And it was it was it was a lovely thing to see yesterday. Yeah. And just to finish up, keep it everything's going well. Armagh's top of the league for the ladies, the men's on the hurlers. So everything it's a good start to 2022 anyway. Long may that continue. <laughs> yeah, it makes it easier to talk about uh, when things are going well. But look, there's a great buzz within the county. Uh, you know, everybody's wanting to talk about football, hurling. Um, you know, it's 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 great. Uh, you know, you, you love being able to, you know, say that Armagh's doing well and all the work that's going on behind the scenes with everybody, you know, in both codes um, is really testimony to what's going on in Armagh. And a lot of people are working very, very hard and Look, I mean, Armagh will have a tough test still going forward. You know, Kerry on the other side, you know, had a bit of a battle against Tipperary, but pulled away. And Armagh have had some really, really tough tests with Kerry along the way. So I'm presuming, maybe predicting too soon, but that might be, the, you know, the challenge for them on the other side. So they'll be preparing for that, I would say, you know, not looking too far ahead, but you always have to keep a step ahead of the game. Well, hopefully they can get a win this weekend again and then um, push on for, for promotion over the next couple of weeks. Keith, it was great to have you on once again. Um, and we're going to hear from Danny McGee now. And as I said, he's going to talk us through winning player of the year last year and also um, Armagh's big win over Monaghan from the weekend. So, Kiva, thanks very much for coming on. Thank you, Sean. So, I'm very pleased to welcome on Danny McGee to the Sideline Eye podcast. Danny, um, 
You're here to talk to us for a couple of reasons. Armad, a good win at the weekend there. They beat, um, they beat Monaghan by um, a good margin. I think it was 12 or 13 points in the end. But first off, we're going to talk about um, you were recently awarded the Player of the Year season, uh, Player of the Year award for last season. So how does that make you feel? Yeah, look, um, honourable achievement to, to even be you know nominated for it, let alone win it. But I suppose I'll make a point here, contrary to what the photo looks like, I was actually quite happy to receive that award. And you know, my family and my friends were were very proud as well. So like, it was a great moment to, to receive that, and then just touch on the base of the night as well. You know, and credit to the organisers because it was a well-run night and things like that. There it was a very enjoyable night for for all those who received their awards, and not just myself. Yeah, it, it must be a, a big honour for you and you say um, probably for your, your whole family and your club as well that you're, you're winning Player of the Year awards. Uh, yeah, look, we, we, we've actually underwent a recent um, a lot of um, time and effort in our underage setup there and things like that there. So, you know, it's good to be able, you know, we have a couple of guys now, you know, represented in the county, you know, um, Kilo McCann and Kilo Lafferty, myself, were other races involved last year. Um, so it's Especially in the town of Clergan, you know, which is no shortage of Gaelic clubs, you know, we're the only Harden club there really. Um, we put it down and started up recently again. Well, it's good. These underage kids are on to aspire towards, you know, when they see, you know, you like himself and, and others winning awards like this, are it gives them something to sort of aspire to, and, and hopefully one day they'll be wanting to get themselves into our managers and represent the county as well. I suppose just you were awarded it on. Friday night, I'm sure you, you found out beforehand that you were going to get it, but it must give you a bit of a, a boost heading into the new year, um, that your head ended as player of the year from last season. Uh, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's again, it's a, it's a massive, massive achievement, you know, especially for myself coming from our Sean Spitzies Harding Club there. Um, I was actually, you know, last year was probably one of the most prolific years in, in terms of scoring and things like that there, you know, but with that being said, uh, you know, I can't go without recognising my teammates who, you know, ultimately put me on that pedal stool to be able to be nominated for that. So, look, uh, again, a, a lot of guys um, from the panel last year probably could have got that award, but and once I heard the news that I got it, I was, you know, completely honoured. And, you know, again, once I told my family and friends, they were, they were completely um, happy for me. You know, it's, it's, a, yeah, it's a great individual achievement, but i just like to recognise, you know, that that wouldn't have been capable without the help of my teammates throughout the year and stuff like that. I suppose on, on an individual basis, what was the highlight of last year? I know promotion and the Nicky Record Cup, they were the big things and they are again this year, but... I suppose your five goals against Leitrim was probably the, the individual highlight for yourself. Uh, yeah, look, and I suppose the individual highlight, that's probably one we can't really look past. I think it's the most I've ever scored in a, in a senior competitive game. But again, look, my <laughs> the five goals probably stole the headlines. But, you know, there was a lot of guys working really, really hard that day. Do you recall, it's a very, very hot evening or a hot day, sorry, and we went down to 14 men quite early on, so, you know, Paddy McBride, you know, strikes a, a name that day, that, you know, I remember one stage he was taking the ball off two and three later men, so, without them guys putting that effort in, you know, everything I touched that day really did turn to gold dust, and probably, in hindsight, probably did steal the headlines of the five goal hall, but, um, again, it was just one of those days where everything I touched just sort of went for me, you know, there's days where you, where you don't have that sort of um, experience when you're playing matches and stuff, so thankfully that day I was just able to, when the guys were working hard to dispossess, 
with the man there, and you know, it was just up to us to ensure that we were doing our bit at the end as well. And Danny, we'll turn our attention to uh, this year now and Armada big win at the weekend, four twenty-two to thirteen points, I think it was, against Monaghan. Um, we was expecting that sort of result, or I know certainly the start he's got, he's maybe at a slow first ten minutes or so, but we was expecting such a an easy game or such a big margin. Um, no, I don't, I don't think all of me that could be the case. You know, anybody at the game or as well, you could probably see the first 10 minutes. It was it was tipping top. You know, you could probably near not say, you know, Monaghan were, were there or thereabouts. But, you know, we just sort of assessed ourselves after the third game. Um, we set ourselves on some targets to be working towards and we went out as a team and rectified our issues from the first game again live. And, um, you know, we went out and we knew that if we worked hard, um, we would get the result again in the morning, you know, irrespective of what the scoreline finished. So that wasn't on our minds. So we were just about to get that second win, really. They were on a high after coming back from Warwickshire with two points. So, you know, that, that game for us was just important for us not to keep in there, really. Um, and I suppose in the second half, once we got to a, a couple of goals on the bounce, then we, we pretty much pushed on from there. Um, and I suppose with the finishing that, that strong, I suppose I can touch on a point there. It's just the, the strength of the players coming off the bench, really. You know, so um, I think that was a big help as well. Yeah, like uh, Simon and um, Simon Doherty and Dean Gaffney on recently and sort of talking about the squad depth and the competition for places, but... I suppose you just want to focus on that forward line. Like the the competition for places must be fierce in that forward line, Danny. And you know you had the likes of Owen McGuinness coming on against Louth and getting two goals. He started yesterday, and you know Kieran O'Neill come on yesterday and got a goal. Um, Fenton Donnelly's another one. Like the competition in that forward line is is brilliant at the minute. Yeah, like um, it's, it's probably up there from from one of the strongest um, panels from my first year on the on the team. Anyway, um, you know, as you say, there you've you've guys with different abilities and different attributes, and when you're playing different opposition, something like you know springing one against off the bench at half time, you know, teams might not be able to cope with that. Like guys, likewise with Tiern O'Neill and Fenton Donnelly, you know, two well-renowned hurlers, um, and Arma from Katie there, like so. Them guys need no introduction when they're coming off the bench at half time. And, you know, for long past the days of having 15 players, you know, to win a match, you know, we, we really are. You need 20 to 25 players now to, to win games. And even when it comes to like a training perspective as well, you know, having that strength and training as well when you're playing in house matches and things like that, that really brings everybody on. It brings the best out in everybody. You know, it keeps it relatively competitive. And that's the best thing when you're heading into these campaigns because. You know, you're playing matches back to back, your guys picking up knocks here and there, injuries. So, you know, that really helps when you have that strength and depth in your squad. And training must be good at the minute. Danny, two two games, two wins, top of the table. If you couldn't ask for a better start. Yeah, absolutely. Look, um, two wins. We, we knew ourselves, you know, after, you know, last year, you know, upon reflection, obviously there was, there was no um, opportunity to redeem ourselves against Sligo. Um, and we knew we wanted to set the mark this year moving out. So like, once we seen the panel we had, the strength we had, the training, everyone's pushing everybody on. And I think that's the best. You know, ultimately, you know, when you do see teams winning, you know, league types and championship titles, they're not necessarily, yes, ultimately they're one on the day. But, you know, they're well, they're one length long before in training sessions against each other when you're bringing the all each other on. Because you, you just sort of set a standard and you sort of carry it through the full year. And um, you have everyone pushing out the way, then, you, you know, success is just around the corner. And probably 
I, I don't want to say you've your two toughest games left, but Tyrone and Roscommon are probably going to be your two toughest tests. Um, I know Louth gave you a, a really good run for your money in um, the Monaghan game. Probably the margin um, does, doesn't suggest a competitive game, but Tyrone and Roscommon, they're probably going to be your toughest test there. Um, it's Tyrone in two weeks, then Roscommon the following week, I think, before you finish in Warwickshire. Yeah, look, us and Toronto are no strangers to each other. Like, you know, any time we play each other, you know, the game does go down right to the, the very margin. Um, look, we, we were sort of like, we, we've learned from McKenna first mistake there. If you get complacent and trying to think ahead, our, our main focus is on ourselves, irrespective of what Toronto are doing or Russ Conner are doing. We, we both had previous meetings with them. But again, look, this is a different year, different panels, you know, different expectations. So look, we'll be more focused on ourselves and making sure we get our our sort of camp right before we head into those games. But yeah, ultimately massive three weeks coming up here for us because it's pretty much set the standard for us. But we won't be thinking about Ross Common. Our, our next stop will be uh, thrown in two weeks. And so we'll be looking forward to that. And on the on the range of scores, uh, uh, or sorry, the, the competition places, Danny, I forgot to say to you about the range of scores. Um, we were praising the footballers last week that they had 11 different scores throughout the game. Um, the hurlers had 10 yesterday. So, like when you have that many scores or um, players capable of scoring, it's it's going to be difficult for teams to defend against that and, and compete against that. Uh, yeah, look, it pretty much was. You know, that's to say, we're we're pretty much focused on ourselves as a team, and you know, we're we're not too worried about who, who's doing all the. Not worried about you know being heavily reliant on one person for the scores, you know. So as you say, when that is spread across, you know, six to ten players. That is going to cause problems for any defence because if guys come off the bench there and they're able to pick scores, you know, they've got to come on and pick scores, they've got to start and pick scores. So, again, when you have that strength, you know, when you're looking to change or when, when a game's in a melting pot and you turn around and you look at them options on a bench, then you're pretty much in a good position um, for any team you're, you're setting. And I suppose, Danny, um, just to finish up then, you have two weeks off now, or you have next weekend off, and then you have Tyrone um the following week. Is that is that a good thing, or is it a momentum killer? And maybe you want to be you have two wins on their belts. You want to continue that, and maybe um it would have been better to have a game this weekend. Or you happy enough? Maybe a two week lead up into that Tyrone game will be a good thing. Have plenty of time to prepare for it. Yeah, no, look, we've been happy enough. You know, we, we knew the fixtures when they were released anyway, so we really have all the preparation. I'm sure the management will have preparations and everything in place for what we're going to do the two weeks beforehand here. So, look, yes, we, we might not have a um, competitive league fixture, but that, that, that will not stop us from ensuring that we get the right training and get the right mentality coming in um, for this game in two weeks. Um, as I said, you know, us and Throne, we're, we're no strangers to each other. And, you know, the, the games be quite fiery, so I'm sure uh, we're all looking forward to it. Um, we won't be getting. We we know Tyrone are coming team, and um, we we've played them and they they got the better of us last year, and we've got the better of them, you know, beforehand as well. So yeah, it'll be a nice tasty fixture to come back to in two weeks time. So yeah, that game takes place in two weeks time, and we'll be back on Thursday and we'll be previewing all the action coming up this weekend. Danny, thanks very much for joining us and talking us through your Player of the Year award and your win over Monaghan as well at the weekend.
this for the equaliser. And it's a beautifully sculpted score for is won by our man Caroline O'Hanlon, the right person in the right seat. Our man for the equaliser, this is Kira Donnelly for point number 10. Outstanding.